The following is a presentation of Boston Free Radio and 320 Entertainment. Family, this week here on The Chop Session, we continue on with our final 13 episodes of season themed around reunions, talking to bartender extraordinaire and fabulous lady all around, Amanda Saladino. What's good, y'all? It is your man, the indefinable Sterling Golden, back in the building once more. This is The Chop Session, a presentation of Boston Free Radio and 320 Entertainment. Y'all, we continue on with our season of reunions, our final 13 episodes here on The Chop Session, in which your man Sterling Golden reconnects with some of his dopest confidants and industry colleagues, reminiscing on years past, chopping it up about the present and looking toward the future as well. So keep it locked now through the end of our final season. Family, in case you have ever slept on a Chop Session premiere or locked in late for an episode on Boston Free Radio, say less, we got you. You can stream episodes from seasons one through seven on Spotify. Y'all, this week here on the Chop Session, we have on the line a dear lady that I have known in the community for about half a decade now, going back to the days of the old Sterlingtology Live morning show. At that time, Amanda Saladino was awarded the title of Boston's Best Bartender through the now-defunct Improper Bostonian publication. But family, she continues to top her field. She does it big. She does it fabulous. There is nobody in our nightlife scene behind the bar quite like Amanda Saladino. And y'all, she is on the line with us this week here on The Chop Session. Amanda, happy Monday evening, love. What is good? Welcome to The Chop Session. It's been a minute. Hello, how are you tonight? I am told well, Amanda. You know, this is a fabulous situation having you on The Chop Session this week. We appreciate you getting on the line. I know that schedules being what it is and all, not always easy for everyone to make this happen, but you're making it happen now, and we appreciate you for it. Amanda, let's go back to the beginning of our association, going back to the Sterlingtology Live morning show, and we'll actually hear some audio from that later on in the broadcast. But for our audience out there, let's talk about those beginnings. Now, I had first come into contact with you when you were voted Boston's Best Bartender in the Improper Bostonian. My team reached out to your team. We go from there. I meet you for the first time in my studio. You walked in with some fabulous tequila. Good times that day. Amanda, let's hear your recollections about our first time meeting. Oh, absolutely. So the first time I met you was a stunning experience. I had just won the Boston's Best Bartender. Um, wasn't really sure what I was doing in the industry at that point. Um, I know that your team had reached out to the bar that I was working out at the time. I was definitely a little antisocial and not really sure what to make of it. But then I came in, um, met you and just had a fabulous time. And it was something that, you know, since then has really blossomed into an incredible friendship. So, I mean, 
Yeah. I'm thankful for that. And that experience, it was a little out of my realm to be, you know, on a Facebook live stream in a show, but it was just wonderful. And I'm, you know, grateful that we've had this connection since. Certainly, Amanda. You know, you and I go back a few years now, and I remember that whole situation because when we were looking for guests for the morning show at the time, we were actually kind of scoping out anyone and everyone making a name for themselves in our community, in our scene, and beyond that. And I remember when you first came to my attention, there was something about your energy, you know, within the article and all that, that I really loved. And I knew that we'd have a blast. And our first time ever in the studio back in 2018, we did. You brought some really fabulous tequila. Oh, yes, I did. Oh, my God. Some of the best tequila I've ever had. And then within a year of that, actually, we closed out the morning show in 2019. And we had a whole squad of folks pull up, including Yolanda Salucci, the Kitar Bear, Gosha was there, Kalani Sky was there. And then there was you. We definitely had a little bit of fun in the back. We did. We did. You know, it was a good time. And you then know? We, yeah, exactly. And then I think we all went out and had like a little bit of a team dinner, team lunch after, which was absolutely wonderful as well. It was. That was you. That was me. That was Gosha. And another friend of mine out here, Liv Stevens, who I have not heard from in a minute. Liv, if you're listening, we got to catch up, you know, but... Good times, you know, and in the years since, Amanda, you've continued your journey, you know, I mean, but I guess before we get into the years since, you know, I want to know, um, how did you first get into this nightlife industry, into bartending and all that? What first made you turn to this? So when I first started out um, was in 2011, actually, and I was a full-time assistant designer in the, you know, fashion design industry in Boston to start out and then needed a second job in between and started working at a fabulous bar called the Hawthorne in 2011. I started out as a host team member, moved my way up through, became a, you know, bartending apprentice, learned bartending and really got dropped into the craft cocktail scene. And since then, from 2011 to 2018 was just really a journey. I understand, Amanda, that your earliest years in the industry were entirely spent working for the Hawthorne. And I'm sure during that time, you made a lot of great memories doing it. The only venue that I was actually really involved in was the Hawthorne Bar. And that was open from 2011 until 2020. And I had left not long before the pandemic started, like maybe a month or so. Um, But that was where I really gained all of my training, all of my friendships, and really solidified a whole host of people in my life. So that's probably the most place that I'm most thankful for being and just the friendships that I built um, with staff members and guests. I still see so many of all of them throughout my life um, and a lot of people who have become like an everyday staple for me. So that is really where I've come from. Definitely. You know, I remember seeing you actually a few times doing your thing at the Hawthorne. I recall in particular one evening when I made a surprise appearance at the Boston Music Awards in 2019, there you were doing your thing, you know, that evening. And uh, it was fabulous seeing you there. And of course, seeing you on one of the last nights you were there, I believe the very last night you were there. At the was that Hawthorne. my gold party? Yes, it was the gold party. 
Oh yes, that was magic. That was Oh my god, yeah. The short gold dress, glitter everywhere. I had set up a glitter room in the back and told all of my regulars, all of my friends, everyone I'd ever worked with to tap a friend on the shoulder, find someone who was wearing glitter on their face and just ask them to show them where the glitter room was. And it was this elevator room that just had, I'd set up glitter in and Vaseline and just like, just had glitter everywhere. Wow. And there's just, you know, a couple you know, large groups of people just hanging out and having fun for my last night there. And you were there, which I was, we have some fabulous pictures of as well. Yes, we do. You know, I remember that night very well because I remember I, ironically enough, was recording another chop session before I saw you for the band Melt. And I remember that evening, actually the the band and their management was actually riding uh, from the station to Boston for their own purposes, had me jump in. And so I basically got a lift from the studio to the Hawthorne that evening from the band. Got out, saw you do your thing. You looked fabulous. You were in fabulous spirits. It was so dope to be there and be a part of your last night at the Hawthorne. And to see just how loved you were there, Amanda. You know, it truly was a special thing because – I don't think people who are in the or outside the business really understand just how important the bartender is to the scene. They think, you know, oh, I'm coming to get my drink and they're slinging drinks, that kind of thing. No, man. They're as part of the night making memories and giving you, you know, a taste of the experience as much as the DJ and anybody else, you know. And, you know, individuals like Amanda who make the night special, you know, really, you know, make, you know, really kind of illustrate just how important the bartender is to your experience out there. It was really a special place. So it's, I'm glad that I was able to be a part of it and it really shaped who I am now and a lot of the relationships that I've gained since then. So it's, mm-hmm. it's a really cool face. Best memory you might have from the Hawthorne aside from the last evening, anything you can share with the audience? I think just every individual guest that I'm befriended, I have people that, you know, I've met years ago that I still talk to on a daily basis, like guests, friends, um, people that I've built really strong bonds with. So I think it's, you know, we did a lot of events. I traveled a lot when I was there. And I just, if you look in my phone on any given day, it's literally just texting back and forth with just hordes of people that I've known or met through that decade of my life. It wasn't just individual cocktails or cocktails that we put on the menu. It was a different concept of really finding out what the flavor profiles the individuals really loved and matching them up to different drinks, asking them what their base spirit was, what their citrus was, and really just kind of honing in and finding that special cocktail that, you know, maybe a classic might be something new, might be something that you make just there in that moment. Yeah. And that was really what was so special about that space. There are decades of cocktail history. And then there are just so many drinks that were made specifically for that space. And every person that really put in effort really had a tell in their cocktails. So it was something where one individual would be making something that had, you know, always had a touch of ginger to it or something, or always had a specific bitters blend. And you could really 
see how it tied to that person. So like that was always something really interesting to see as well. <laughs> I just come in and start talking at them about the most random things or cocktails or whatever and just starting conversations. And I think that that was really on top of what the beauty of that space was. I just have the strangest personality in the world. But you know what, Amanda? I think that's what I fucking love so much about you is the fact that you have such a quirky personality, but you are not quirky in an off-putting way. You're quirky in a way that draws people to you, you know, because you're such, you know, at, at the core of it all, you're one of the kindest people I know. You have, you know, so much heart, so much passion for what you do and for life and for living loud, living outrageously, you know, a life of gold and glitter and cocktails and just living life to the fullest, you know? I mean, that is, for me, that's a person that uh, you definitely want to run with, you know? And um, one of my dopest memories of doing radio is knowing that it connected me to you. And I'm absolutely thankful for that, so. Amanda, let's discuss how you handled the 2020 global health emergency. I ask nearly every shop session guest this question, and I know we talked a lot during that time, but I'd like to bring out to the forefront your professional challenges that you faced during that time, how you handled it, and what you did to adapt. So, I mean, obviously it was an insane time to really be in this industry and just tragic in so many fronts. Um, I had recently started working at a new restaurant at the time, about a month after leaving the Hawthorne. So it had everything just stopped. And yeah. in that time, I had other friends, other contacts in the industry who, you know, were looking out for people and put me in contact with a brand, um, a whiskey brand. And I actually ended up becoming a brand ambassador for a specific whiskey brand during that time and would drive around to the different areas of the state and really kind of work with, you know, brand ambassadorship. So I did that for a while until things reopened and then went back into um, bar managing a new restaurant, stayed there through most of the pandemic and then ended up taking about a year off or so just to really kind of work through what that year had been and take some time away. And then after that, I came back and started working in a new area in the city. And it's just been fabulous. I'm working more towards management now, um, but still able to really keep all of that knowledge base and things that I've worked through while bartending. So I think just so much was happening over those years. And like, I just was go, go, going. Um, that it really put me in a position to know what I was doing in so many aspects that it pushed me in the direction of moving more towards management. And I, you know, managed two different spaces at the moment, one that's a little bit more intimate and one that's a little bit more um, service orientated. And they're just both really great venues. Yes. Yes, definitely. You know, I'll say this too, Amanda, you know, in the, past couple of years, you know, we've gotten to know each other, you know, on a pretty deep level and I'm really grateful for that. And I'll tell you what, y'all, you know, I'm grateful to know that one of my closest confidants now in this whole city and in this whole industry is Amanda. 
And Amanda was not originally slated for this season. You know, I mean, but the fact is you simply cannot do a season about reunions and all that without her. And I'm really glad this kind of is working out the way it is. You know, I mean, I will say right now that uh, Amanda's got to know me on a level that a lot of folks haven't, you know, and uh, I'm thankful for her confidence and the fact that she has confided in me in a lot of things. And, uh, you know, it's the ones that uh, you know that you can turn to your left, your right, and they'll always be there. They're the ones that you want to run with. And uh, definitely Amanda is one of those individuals who I'm very blessed to know. No, and I feel exactly the same. You've enriched my life in so many ways, like so many, you know, late night phone calls and just really getting to know each other and just developing that relationship has been something that's been so special to me and something I'm really grateful for. Me too. And I love um, just like how our personalities develop too. It's not just about like chatting or whatever. It's how like we kind of roll off each other and it's just, it's really wonderful to see and have. I'm an influence. It can be positive sometimes. It can be outgoing sometimes. And I think that it's a wonderful dynamic that we have. The vision board, 2024 and beyond. Even after I'm retired, the world goes on. I mean, obviously, I'm just one person in the community. So we know the scene will continue to go onward and upward without me. So, Amanda, I want to hear from you. Your vision board for 2024 and beyond. Your goals what's next in your journey in the bar scene. Let's hear about that from the words of Amanda Saladino. Those are some things that I'm really looking into because, um, you know, I have in the past, I mean, bartending is very hard on your body and it has been for me as well. So that's something that I've stepped away from in some aspects sometimes Mm -hmm. um, into management and just really working with different teams and, you know, progressing Um, I'm looking into, you know, I'm working in two venues now. I'm possibly thinking about adding a third and just keep going in the industry. And I'm not really sure where that's going to lead me right now, but, you know, I'm, I'm pretty hopeful for the future. And I think that, you know, moving into this next year is just going to bring better things. All right, y'all. Now I want to run it back a little bit. Okay. Going back to 2018, I talked about this earlier on. I'm going to run back some audio from the Sterlingtology Live morning show from the day Amanda Saladino first pulled up into my life in the summer of 2018, fresh off her victory as Boston's best bartender. This was my first time meeting Amanda Saladino. And that day she brought in tequila. We immediately clicked as human beings. And I want to share some of that audio with all y'all right now. So... Bear with me as we run it back to the summer of 2018, the Sterling Tology Live Morning Show. Your man Sterling Golden and Amanda Saladino. Here's a clip. Yeah, y'all. Krista Johnson will be here August 3rd on Sterling Tology Live. Boston Music Award winner right there with After All. And speaking of award winners in the Boston area of the United States, we have Amanda Saladino with us for your Friday, y'all. And she just recently acquired... Best Bartender as Voted by the Improper Bostonian Magazine as part of their Best of Boston publication, which I was not hip to until Wednesday, when long after I had Amanda booked for the show. So that's pretty awesome to have you here. And Amanda, I want to quote from this write-up right now. Okay, this is a pretty lofty uh, standard they just put upon you in this write-up. Quote, 
After nearly seven years in business, the Hawthorne is still the real deal, and Amanda Saladino is its paragon. No pressure. No pressure. They just put you right out there you know, at the epicenter of the whole storm right here. First of all, the standard question. We get it out of the way. How did it feel to find out that you won this award? Terrifying. Terrifying? Yeah. Uh, random. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Literally just came out of nowhere. Like, I woke up that morning and was like, oh, okay. Like, why do I have 500 text messages from people I haven't seen in, like, three years? <laughs> Classic. I know. I was like, did someone die? I'm. <laughs> so you weren't expecting to yeah. win this award? No, it kind of came out of nowhere, so. Yeah. I mean, it's funny how, you know, I've, I've talked to a few people who have won awards from this thing so far, actually, like uh, Mackenzie Lee and Marsha Perilla and Maria Finkelmeyer. And they're all saying the same thing. They had no idea they were going to win the award. They just were told by email, hey, you were nominated for this thing. And they find out all of a sudden through Twitter, they won the award, you know. So I guess now I want to find out more about you. Now, first of all, you got into bartending fairly recently, the mm-hmm. last couple of years. Yes. What led you into the bartending industry? Bartending industry. So um, I started working at the Hawthorne uh, seven years ago, basically as a hostess. I was the okay. only person when we opened uh, that didn't know everyone. I kind of just like walked in, did an interview, and that was it. Nice. And then from there, I just there were so many amazing people around me that I kind of just you know wanted to do what they were doing. I learned about cocktails. I learned about spirits, hospitality. Um, Jackson is amazing. Mm-hmm. Nicole Lebedevich is probably like my hero. So from hostessing to bartending, yeah. I mean, what, what do you find different as far as the pressure is concerned? When you, the public is all around you in the mm-hmm. restaurant industry. And, of course, as a hostess, you know, you're just kind of greeting people. You know, now as a bartender, you're basically setting the taste of the night, you know, more or less. You know, how demanding can it be for a bartender? I mean, I've never been a bartender in my life, but uh, what's it like? Typical night for you. Typical night, it's, it's amazing. Like, you're going in and you are, the way our cocktail bar works is you're basically going in you're if you don't know what you're looking for we find it for you you figure out what spirits what you know what ingredients you really want to work with and we kind of like curate an experience for each person yeah and then you know make it for them so it's like oh i love gin i love tequila i love mezcal and you're basically just introducing people to really amazing new things i am a tequila man I am a tequila man, so that's good to hear. Oh, yes. I'm super into tequila. I actually went to tequila. Ooh, I love it, too. Oh, yeah. oh, okay. Here we go. Your favorite cocktail. I mean, excuse me, tequila. Excuse me. Um, favorite tequila for Amanda Saladino. Fortaleza. And I actually have a little something for you. Something for me. A little something for you that may actually be a bottle of Fortaleza that Whoa. I brought for you guys. So. <laughs> you got to be kidding me. Oh, no. It's over there in that bag. Wow. That's a classy guest. I don't think you've had a present from a guest in a while. Or, I mean, I actually don't know, but... Uh, Wednesday, Ella Tang uh, <laughs> brought me some wine, okay, actually. Okay, fine. Never mind. I guess but, that's, a, that's a nice thing that people... And I love do. wine. I love wine, but I have, like, an affair with tequila, okay? Tequila is my mistress, okay? It's my everything. My heart beats tequila. My <laughs> heart beats... I have blood in my tequila stream, okay? <laughs> you know? Now, so thank you. Graciously, I thank you for the gift. Very much appreciate it. Now, Dahlia, who is our resident uh, food and spirits expert over here, thanks to ChewOnThis.co. Check out the blog, you guys. Your favorite tequila is? I Oh, uh, Espolón. I think that's what it's called. The cool little bottle that's like, mm-hmm. it has the... Mm-hmm. The drawings all over it. It's like a cute. It's a Espolón. I think is the name of it. I really like that one. That's very cool. That's a good one. My favorite tequila. I mean, 
I keep getting all tongue-tied now because when tequila comes up in the conversation, I get all like, ooh, I love this conversation. My other advice is chicken and waffles, by the way. But uh, <laughs> tequila, I'm very fussy about tequila. I love Don Julio, but it's a particular kind of Don Julio. Don Julio Real is my favorite Don Julio. Okay. Now, I didn't have Don Julio Real until a couple of years ago when a party guest gave me some out of this extravagant-looking bottle. Okay. And I found out through research that is the pinnacle of their brand, Don Julio Real. I guess I found out in some restaurants it's like $25 for a single shot of Don Julio Real. And I'm like, why is it so expensive? I tasted some and I found out where that money goes. It's the smoothest Don Julio tequila you can ever have. It's like butter. Okay. Who wants to drink some butter right now, you guys? I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Adopt me butter. Adopt me butter. <laughs> Come on. Melted butter? Nobody? Really? No. Uh, but Don Julio Real is fabulous. I love it. You know, but I'm positive. I'm going to love what you've got here. I appreciate it very, very much. Thank you, Amanda. Very much. Hey. Yep. Big ups. Big ups. So, okay. Now, we go from that into the fact that you went into the Hawthorne, okay, as a bartender, and quoting again from the improper write-up, it says, Jackson Cannon's classy Kenmore Square speakeasy boasts an abundance of bartenders with the essential combination of technical chops and frictionless hospitality that characterizes the best craft cocktail bars. And they say you are a star among stars there. Okay, a blur of compact motion and economical energy who somehow manages to make each customer feel personally attended to and cared for. Very good praise. That That's is awesome. praise indeed. I, I mean, I love any kind of bartender that makes you feel like a guest mm -hmm. in their home. Okay, so I want to know the very first night you got to be a bartender at the Hawthorne. Now, we're comparing this first night to how it is now when you were getting accolades. What was the very first night like for you? I want to hear about this. The very first night, or not yes, sir, mm -hmm. as a full bartender, but, but what we do is a protege program. Mm -hmm. So you learn, you, you spend time on the floor, you serve, you learn cocktails, you learn spirits, and then you start bartending there um, as kind of like an apprenticeship. And the first night that I did this, um, I put uh, my best friend had come in and taken a picture of me. And yeah. I was like, don't post that. And she did. And like she wrote a little write-up of like, oh, it's Amanda's first night on bar. And then every single person I know came in that night. Oh, my God. So we were expecting it to be like maybe like, you know, like really easy Tuesday night. Maybe like four or five people showing up in the bar. Full bar. Like every mm -hmm. single person that I had known, every person that had like ever worked there was just like, huh. Oh, my wow. God. Oh, my God. Because they all knew me as like, you know, a hostess or like a host of the Hawthorne or like seeing me as like in my... You know, like they want awesome. to teach people things like, hey, you that is cool. Yeah. And what is your favorite uh, cocktail that you've personally concocted? You know, your own personal concoction will be like the primo one for Amanda Saladino. The favorite cocktail that I've ever personally made um, is actually called the Swan Song. The Swan Song. The okay. Swan song. So, okay. Uh, this is a Ford's Gin cocktail that has house-made um, rosé vermouth in it that has, like, mm -hmm. awesome. uh, a touch of honey to it, Coke Americano, and uh, Regan's Orange Bitters. So this nice. is, like, a nice, light, delicate, but still spirit-forward gin cocktail. Um, I, I actually it. made it for my um, my good friend Colleen, is actually a ballet dancer. Nice. And this was something, like, she had, like, wanted to see something with these flavors, so I actually created this for her. So that's where the swan song comes in. Um, it's kind of like a ballet reference. So Cool. Yeah. I love it. I love it. I love it, y'all. You know, 
Now, I'd be first of all, a shout out to Michael Raze, who actually was the one who referred me to Amanda, who I had a night at the Hawthorne and mentioned your name to me, hence how this all got rolling. So, Michael, thank you for that. And on my end of things, I mentioned off air to Amanda that I have a mini bar, you know, in my home, and I sometimes will mess around with it and try to create my own cocktails like a mad doctor you know sometimes i succeed sometimes i don't most times i don't but i did hit on one that turned out pretty good okay and to this day i haven't quite named it because i can't think of a name for how awesome this is but i i think it's awesome you tell me if you think so okay Okay? it consists of the following it consists of crown royal black coconut rum or a ciroc coconut depending on what you have pineapple juice and a dash of cranberry juice what are your thoughts on that one? Yeah. Coconutty. <laughs> Coconut-y. Like, I mean, like, it's tropical. It's mm-hmm. rich. Like, you're yeah. going to shake it. Yeah. No. I thought I put too much cranberry the first time, but then I, I added less cranberry, and I, I found a ratio that worked. And went, so it's fun about cocktails. Sometimes you're like, oh, yeah, the ingredients all work for me, but I completely messed something up. I put way too much of one thing and not enough of the other, and then you can just try a second time because you can have a second cocktail, and that's fine. Exactly, and you can work on it, and you can mm-hmm. like keep adding things to it. Like You can make it differently every single time and just keep progressing and turn into something different. Like That cocktail starting out there might turn into something completely different. Add cranberry bitters instead. Like that's something. Like, kind of like... That's really good advice. Yeah. I feel like cranberry that, yeah, bitters. Take down huh? the sweetness a little. Take down the sweetness instead of using cranberry juice or like kind of play with it. Like Instead of using pineapple juice, maybe like pineapple syrup. I'll maybe do that. Or, you know, Maybe I will do this. I will take your advice on this one, actually. I'll give that a shot. Play with it. Play with it. You guys out there, you tell me, listening worldwide, what should I name this cocktail? Hit me up on social media. <laughs> tell me what you think the name of the cocktail should be. It's Crown Royal Black, Ciroc Coconut or Coconut Rum, Pineapple Juice, and a dash of Cranberry Juice. But now I'm going to try Cranberry Bitters with this cocktail and see what happens with it. Dolly, have you ever had any experiences creating a cocktail? Well, well, yeah, I mean, one thing that I started making was kind of born out of necessity and out of, I don't have really anything in my fridge right now except tequila and lime, um, but I made, like, a nice shaken, very, like, limey drink of just, like, tequila, mm-hmm. lime, of a lot of fresh lime juice, tequila. a little bit of brown sugar and a good pinch of salt. Um, and like a little soda at the end after I shook it. And it was like really legit. I was like, okay, you know what? Maybe I can do this. Mickey, this can be my signature drink. <laughs> I dig it. Good. I dig it, you guys. The Hawthorne is located at 500A Commonwealth Ave in Boston, Mass. And in the USA, if you're traveling to Boston or if you live in Boston, definitely make it a point to bring you know your date or your family or just your loved ones to the hawthorne and uh, quoting from the website right now you know they believe in the transformative power of this word i'm going to completely butcher it um convivability am i doing that right Conviviality? Conviviality. Thank you. Okay. Where? Uh, I can't even see it. I can't. Oh, yeah. Con- it, it's conviviality, and it's over a lighter colored thing on the, on the That's why I was getting thing. it wrong. Yeah. Okay. Right. Conviviality. Okay, guys. I just completely butchered a word on my own show. <laughs> Happens. It's a big word, like gymnasium. You know? So <laughs> we believe in the transformative power of conviviality and the idea that art, music, and strong drink can lubricate our consciousness for new possibilities. We endeavor to be a part of the continuum of bar, saloon, and tavern as a hotbed of revolution, intellectual discourse, and romantic pursuit. And put that one in like the big echoing monster truck voice. Romantic pursuit, pursuit, pursuit. We welcome you to the Hawthorne and to the time-honored rituals of communion, 
revelry, and the strengthening of the bonds of family and friendship. Okay, all y'all sold me. I'll be back mm-hmm. to the Hawthorne. <laughs> Amanda's looking at me with that face of, I've got a blowtorch. <laughs> yes. And I, I know where you work now. Oh, okay. Right. <laughs> now you're coming back. I love it. I love it. Y'all, I don't throw it back often here on the Chop Session, but when I do, I don't miss good shit right there with your man Sterling and Amanda Saladino. And still some of the finest tequila I've ever had. You know, but Amanda, I want to say, first of all, my apologies for not inviting you for this season and the first time around. I don't know what I was thinking because sometimes you overthink this shit and I'll take the L for that. But uh, I'm really glad this worked out the way it did. And you're on this week. You're on this week here on the Chop Session with us as part of our reunion episodes. You are one of one, Amanda. I always tell you that. And I'm letting my audience know that. You are a one of one individual. And to know you as intimately as I do is a blessing. It's been an absolute honor to know you. So definitely. I'm glad to be here. More to come, y'all. More to come. Y'all, hang here for a few. We have more about next week's episode of The Chop Session as we continue down the road of reunions for our final 13 episodes here on Boston Free Radio. Amanda, thank you for being on the line this evening, love. Thank you so much for having me. Yes. More in a few here on Boston Free Radio. As we continue on our season of reunions, our final 13 episodes of our award-winning series. Next week, we have someone pulling up who I have also known for a long minute. She is a poet laureate. She is a dancer extraordinaire. And she is one of the most beautiful and kindest and most genuine souls I know in our community. Luna Del Flor Leaf will be pulling up next Monday, 6 p.m., U.S. Eastern Time here on Boston Free Radio for the CHOP session as we continue on with these reunion episodes. Now, y'all, in case you have ever slept on a CHOP session premiere here on Boston Free Radio or locked in late for an episode, say less, we got you. You can stream episodes from seasons one through seven of the CHOP session on Spotify. You can follow your man Sterling Golden on social media, on Instagram at DJ Sterling Golden, on threads at Sterling Golden, and on TikTok at DJ Sterling Golden. The Chop Session is a presentation of Boston Free Radio and 320 Entertainment. Until next week, this is your man Sterling Golden for The Chop Session. I say stop. <laughs>